Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow and bring you along for the ride. Well, I hope you guys are learning something from all this. It's really not that difficult because we're just buying good quality companies and we're collecting dividends, we're collecting premiums, and we're investing in a safe, secure, predictable, and consistent manner. Looking for that 1% return on a weekly basis. Now, do we get 1% every week? No. I got 0.8 this week. I think I got 0.7 last week. But you know what? I'm pretty good with the returns that I am getting. Unfortunately, a few of my positions a little bit in the red. Okay, doesn't make me a happy camper. But you know what? They're giving me a consistent weekly cash flow. Now, today's Wednesday. Now, we went through all of our trades on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesdays, we basically just do some balancing out, take a look at uh, some statistics. Um, now, we've discussed this for the past couple of days that the Analyze tab in the Think or Swim trading platform ever since Charles Schwab took over has been void of some very valuable information that I had been using for years. It's just not there anymore. So I really should make a phone call to the office and say, hey, what's the story? What's going on? Why can't I see these numbers? I might have to find another place to find that data. And if you guys know of any place where I can find the data that we're looking for, you know, because we all going to be in the same boat eventually, you know, because once we go to actual live broadcasting, you guys can actually ask me questions live. We can actually look at stuff together to find out what are the best choices for us on a consistent basis. I've been doing this for 12 years and, you know, finally come to the decision, you know, hey, people are going to need this kind of information. Why not share it and bring people along for the ride? All right. So <clears throat> I only got four positions. However, uh, I did look at Macy's this week. And Macy's really did. And if I did have extra money, I would have put it into Macy's. But let's take a look at the numbers on the positions that I have and take a look at some of the other, um, you know what? Just for the fun of it, because it just came to me, let's take a look at some of the stocks earlier in the quarter and see how they did either the dividend capturing strategy or the uh, covered call strategy. Now, the dividend capturing strategy is where you buy the stock before the EX date. You capture the dividend, which is holding it until after the date of record. And then you turn around and resell it for more than what you paid for it. <clears throat> now, there's good parts and bad parts about that. Some companies do go up after they pay out the dividend and some of them don't. How do we figure that one out? Well, that's what you get software for. Software, which, by the way, we have a new programmer working on the software. To, so that way we can see what the stock has done, historically speaking, direct relationship to the dividend, either prior to the EX date or after the EX date. Then again, we always have the premiums. Now, we gave an example yesterday where we took a fictitious $12,000 invested into General Electric or uh, AIG, or what was it, third one? Macy's. Okay, so yesterday we figured if we did $12,000 and 
into General Electric, it would have gave us $8 in dividends. Okay, because they're paying an $0.08 cent premium. I mean, sorry, an $0.08 cent dividend. Um, AIG was paying a $0.32 cent dividend, which is four times the amount of the dividend from General Electric. So the same $12,000 would have gotten you more money. I mean, you owe $8 General Electric, and I think it was uh, $64 with AIG. But then we looked at Macy's. Now, Macy's is only paying out a $0.16 cent dividend, which is half the amount of AIG and twice the amount of General Electric. But Macy's, is uh, the price was a lot less. It's only 15 bucks. Okay, so you put $12,000 into a $15 stock, and then you multiply out by the $0.16 cent per dividend, you're looking at $131 for that same $12,000. So you got to ask yourself, if I have $12,000 and I have three companies to pick from, each one of these, Macy's, General Electric, or AIG, all household names, you know them all. <clears throat> so, which is the better deal? So let's quickly... Take a gander at each one. Now, Macy's is in an uptrend at the moment. Okay. She uh, had a 30-day bottom at uh, 10.55. We're sitting at 15.26, which is a 50% increase from the 30-day low. Okay. So you got a 30-day low at 10.50. Now we're sitting at 15.25. Okay. That's almost a 50% increase. Okay. General Electric. Is sitting at 119. Okay, the last 30 days it was at 105. Now it's at 119. That's a $14 increase, which is only 10%. Okay, so you have a 50% increase with, with Macy's over 30 day period, a 10% increase with General Electric, AIG in the last 30 days. We have a 30-day low at 58.75. We're sitting at 64 at the moment. So what is that? $8? No, wait a minute. No, that's $6. That's about a 10% move, give or take. So you have 10% of... I, I already forget what it was. <laughs> oh, General Electric was 10%. So you have 10% on AIG, 10% on General Electric, and 50% on Macy's. Okay, so that's that. But what does that mean? Let's take a look historically speaking. Okay, now that's this year. That's what it's done. That's what these three companies have done this year. All right, so AIG for the rest of the year. Okay, as I was saying, let's take a quick look at history. Okay, we're going to look at these three companies again because I think it's kind of interesting how the numbers work. Now, Based on historical performance over the last 10 years, AIG from now to the end of the year is going to go sideways for about a week or two. It's going to dip all the way down. Um, well, it's going to dip into the middle of December. And then it's going to retrace and we're going to be back to where we started again. So if you buy now and hold to the end of the year, you're basically just going sideways with a little dip in between. Okay, that's AIG. So what about General Electric? 
what have they done historically? Okay, so historically speaking, General Electric is doing basically the exact same thing. She's going to go dip on a little bit, and then she's going to recover by the end of the year. Okay, now let's look at Macy's. Macy's basically the same thing. She's going to go sideways for a little bit, dip, and then recover slightly, but not recover to the same spot. Okay, now... Macy's, in the first quarter, basically just goes sideways all the way up until mid-May. Okay, and she dips a little bit in, in um, June, recovers, goes sideways again, and then drops, and then she finds its bottom. Macy's finds its bottom in the beginning of the fourth quarter. In the beginning of the fourth quarter is the absolute low of the year for Macy's. But from there... She escalates nicely right up until the beginning of December, which is this week. Uh, this week and next week. So you have this week and next week is going to be the peak for the fourth quarter for Macy's. And then she's going to pull back. I'm perfectly okay with that. Okay, then she recovers somewhere towards the end of December. But not fully. But in January, she goes sideways again. So I'm liking Macy's because we're still in the fourth quarter where she has that uptick. General Electric and AIG. You know, they're going to go sideways for a bit, dip down, and then recover by the end of the year. That's based on history. On one chart, on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. And then the average amount for the average move. Now, that's seasonality. So those are those three companies that we're talking about. So if you're going to invest money, <coughs> you want to take a look at what companies you do not mind holding for a long period of time. Macy's, they've been around for over 100 years. General Electric, over 100 years. AIG, over 100 years. What does that mean? That means they've seen all the crap that the U.S. has gone through. You think it's bad now. I mean, I'm sure. World War I, World War II, the Korean War, um, the Vietnam War. I'm sure all those wreaked havoc on the economy. I wasn't there. I've seen video clips. I've seen news clips. I've seen interesting stuff that's happened back in those times. And yeah, they basically the same stuff, just... Different people saying it in different, you know, government stealing from us, uh, you know, government lying to us, um, government spending our money. You know, it's been happening over and over and over again. This is what's happening now. There's nothing new. So back to numbers because numbers don't lie. No matter what the cost of the share is. Right now, Macy's at fifteen thirty one. All right. What does that mean? 1531. Big freaking deal. Okay, so you buy shares of Macy's and you own Macy's. That's just all there is to it. Um, you know, this, the stock price can go down. Let's go right to the trade grid with Macy's so we have an idea what we're talking about. Okay, um, last 30 days for Macy's. Here we go. We got our 30 day bottom at 10.59 on a 30 day high at 15.30, which is today. The 30 day high for Macy's is today. And funny thing is, I gave people a tip on buying Macy's yesterday. You know, hey, Macy's look good. The numbers look great. Why do people don't get into it? Totally beyond me. Don't know. Don't care. That's your own thing. Now, I do have Macy's in one of my other accounts because, like I said before, I do manage several accounts. I just don't have it on the one that I'm sharing with you. But 
We could buy um, the bid, 1530, ask 1531. Okay, great. At the money, 15 call is going for 43 cents. You subtract that 33 off there, you're getting 13, just under a 1%. And we've got three days left, today, tomorrow, and Friday. So you can get right around well, a little bit less than 1% between now and Friday. Or you can go bypass that into the 1550s. Okay, At 1530, you can sell the 1550s for 18 cents a share. That's over 1%. So you can do the 15s, get less than 1%, do the 15 and a half and get more than 1%. And if it goes over 1550, you get the difference between the stock price, 1534, and the strike price, 1550, which is an additional 15 cents. You add that on top of the premium, and you're looking at 33 cents a share, which is a 2% return. And that's for three days. Had you jumped in on Monday, you would have gotten a little bit more than, than the 2%. All righty. So I, I think I can take a look at General Electric really quickly to give you an idea. Because if you're jumping in on Macy's, same amount of money you're getting. Oh, I'm going to write my calculator out for this. All right, I need my calculator again, sorry. Because <clears throat> we're giving that example for, for the 12,000 bucks, because that's what a thousand, that's what a, a hundred shares of General Electric would cost you, about 12,000. Clear that, okay, so the 12,000. And we're gonna divide it by the 1537, because that's what the current price is. 1537. Okay. All right, just doing the math. Didn't work out right last time. It's still not working out this time. Why am I doing wrong? Doing something wrong. Twelve thousand dollars. Divide fifteen thirty seven. 15.37. There we go. All right, so that's 780 shares. And what was Macy's paying for a share again? 16 cents. Multiply by 16 cents. $125. Bucks. Okay, so if I'm going to put 12,000 into General Electric, I'm gonna get eight bucks. Okay, if I'm gonna put $12,000 into AIG, I'm gonna get, I think it was $64. And $12,000 into Macy's is gonna give me 125. Okay, they all have the same risk reward relationship as I, as I personally think, only because it's a company I don't mind buying and holding for a long period of time. Now. If I had 800, 780 shares of, of Macy's and just held on to it every single quarter and got that 15, that 16 cents per quarter. Now, this is per quarter. That's got nothing to do with the premiums. See, I could sell someone the right to buy it from me at 1550. 
Okay, and that would give me a 21 cent premium. Okay, so now I have 780 shares. 780 shares. Now I'm going to multiply that by, what was it? Uh, 21 cents. Two, one. And that's going to come to 163. Okay, so here's the funny thing. If I take the 12,000 by 780 shares of Macy's, sell somebody the right to buy it from me at $15.50, which is at this moment, the price keeps changing, is five cents higher than what I paid for it. Okay, because right now the, the market value is fifteen fifty. So if so I was gonna buy hundred and seven hundred and eighty shares, it's cost me fifteen dollars and forty-five cents per share. Okay. Now I sell somebody the right to buy it from me at twenty-four cents a share. It just went up again. Well, at twenty-one cents a share, it's 163 bucks. So you gotta ask yourself the question. I get twelve thousand bucks. I can buy a hundred shares of General Electric, collect eight dollars as a dividend. Okay, or $40 as a premium for someone to buy it from me for almost the exact same price. Wait a minute, so if I did the 119, $82. Now that is weird. That's an interesting question. I didn't think of it that way. If I buy the stock and collect just the dividend, eight cents per share, I still own the stock. But now I gained $8 for 100 shares of General Electric. However, I could take that $12,000, buy the 100 shares, sell somebody the right to buy it from me for basically the exact same amount of money I paid for it, which at this moment in time is $119.10. Okay? And I could collect $0.82 cents a share, which is $82. So if I'm just collecting the dividend, I'm collecting eight bucks. If I'm selling somebody the right to buy it from me, that's eighty-two dollars. That's ten times the the amount of money. So the numbers are really interesting. So how do you want to play it? Do you want to buy the stock, collect a dividend every quarter, or do you want to buy the stock, sell sell somebody the right to buy it from you for the exact same amount of money, get ten times the amount of return? as just the dividend itself. The dividend itself is $8. The premium, which is what you collect if you sell somebody the right to buy it from you for the exact same amount of money you paid for it. That's 10 times the return. Okay. That's some interesting numbers. If you just play with the numbers and find out what is the best um, investment strategy for your money. What are you most comfortable with? What are you okay with? What's your risk factors? There's a lot of questions that come into play. And let's quickly, you know, I forgot to do this. I haven't gone through my four positions at the moment. So let's go through them really quickly. Ford, it's sitting at, holy cow, she gapped up. Nice. Did you see that? Ford gapped up. All right, she, yesterday, she closed at 1037. Today, she's at 1086. Okay, so where am I with Ford? Okay, I'm into Ford at 1032. 
Now, I buy Ford and sell Ford all the time. I'm in it at 10.32. I sell someone the right to buy it from me at 10 even. So why did I do that? Well, I did that because I got a 39 cent premium. Okay, which is 7 cents more than what I paid for it, but 7 cents on a, on a, on a $10 stock, that's still, you know, not that bad for a premium. If it goes, great, fine, dandy, not a big deal. KMB, Kimberly Clark. What are we doing with Kimberly Clark? KMB. <clears throat> so Kimberly Clark is sitting at 122 at the moment. Okay, we got a 30-day bottom, which was 30 days ago at 116.63. Our 30-day high was yesterday. So yeah, of course there's going to be profit-taking today. The gap down today, she actually opened up. All right, she closed yesterday at, was at 122. She opened today at 121.72, which is 18 cents below. Um, and then she's just moving up. So she's sitting at 122 at the moment. So where am I with Kimberly Clark? I sold off the 124s. They're running for five cents at the moment. I could buy them back now and sell next week's 24s. Take a quick gander what that would be. KMB. Okay, so today's 24s, if I was going to buy them back, I'd have to buy them back at 10 cents a share. If I want to sell next week's 124s, that's 20 cents a share. But you have to subtract the 10 that I'm paying for this one. It means I'm only getting 10 cents a share, so I might as well wait till next week. Because it's really just not worth it to me. That being said, let's look at the next one on our list, which would be PPG. PPG. Now, PPG gapped up this morning also. The last 30 days, we got a nice triple bottom at the 120.40 area. Beautiful escalation to the high, which was yesterday, and then she gapped up again to this morning. So we're sitting at 140.01. What am I at, PPG? The 139s. So I am going to have to buy that one back. There goes my profit for the week. But I'm holding on to the stock, which they're still paying me a dividend every quarter. So I'm ahead of for the year, but I'm down for the for the week. Okay, is what it is. You know, I don't want to sell it at one thirty nine because that's what I sold it for. Um, so that premium that I sold for twenty eight cents is now worth a dollar fifty six. I could let it go, but then I would be out five, almost six grand. So I'd rather just pay the uh, what is that four hundred bucks to buy that back. All right, but we'll find out tomorrow because. PPG is at a 30-day high. She gapped up this morning, okay? 30 days ago, we were at 120. Now we're at 140. That is a $20 move, which is almost, what, 16% move overnight? Not overnight, sorry, for the last 30 days. You know, it's a $20 move in the last 30 days. So that's awesome, in my humble opinion. However... You do have to watch out because gap ups have a tendency to, um, you know, catch you with your pants down. And I really do not want to have to pay the fiddler this week. But 
I will if I have to. Now, my assumption is, with the escalation, with the $20 move in the last 30 days, and we haven't had any decent profit-taking, oh my goodness, there hasn't been any lately. Well, I can't. I shouldn't really say that, because last Wednesday... We hit uh, 137.89. And on Friday, there was profit-taking. That's just my my assumption. Because when she goes up and pulls back, they could call it a pullback if they like. I'm calling it profit-taking. You know, you're at 137. You jumped 19 points. And then you, you dip down to 135. And then she just keeps on going up to 140 now. Yeah, there's going to be some profit-taking either today, tomorrow, or Friday. And, that, and that's just my guess. Okay. Now, I've been right more times than I've been wrong this year, which is a good thing. Um, so I'm going to wait it out and, and see if she drops below the 139. Target's last on my list, TGT. And I haven't sold an in-the-money Target in a while, or at-the-money Target in a while, and I finally did it. Because um, I went to Target at 135, okay? Uh, now... Uh, 30 day bottom is at 103. Okay, 102.93. I'm going to call that 103. Okay, today we're sitting at 132. Okay, so we've had uh, quite a bit of updates since the gap up. Okay, on the 14th, we're at 110. The 15th, she gaps up 16 bucks and she just keeps on going up. So we're at 132 now. So that's a nice move. 30 days ago, that's like $29 move. Again, I think there's going to be profit taking either today, tomorrow, or the next day. Um, I would like to see it go back up to 135 so that way I can get out of Target because that's my biggest position. You know, more than half of my money is tied up in Target, which is something I usually never do. But for some strange reason, it happened this week. I mean, this year. All right. So, that being said, those are the positions that I'm, I'm into, those are the numbers that we're looking at. And Always look at the numbers. I think that's the takeaway for today. Okay, if you have a certain amount of money, take a look at the positions you have and go through the numbers. Do I want a dividend capturing? Do I want a dividend capturing 2.0? Or do I want um, some covered calls, collecting premiums and whatnot? All comes down to the rate of return, how much you're getting for the invested dollar for the time frame. Now, any one of the stocks on my list, I have no problem whatsoever buying and holding for a long period of time. Okay, I'm sure if you've been following me, every single company, you probably know them right off the top of your head. Ford, Kimberly Clark, PPG, Target. Kim, PPG is probably the only one on this that I own today that I don't really know what they do. I mean, if you told me exactly what they did, show me the product, yeah, maybe I could guess it. But other than that, we're going to wrap it up. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. Tomorrow, we're going to take a look at some dividend capturing 2.0 strategy maneuvers, see who did what over the past 30 days. You guys have a great day. Talk to you again tomorrow.